BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of The Bad Broadcast. My name is Maddie. This is now recording number... Oh my gosh, I don't even know, maybe five or six. I'm just having a hard time lately. I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. I'm just having a hard time with recording and writing. And I don't know, I've been sick all week. And I think it's just put me in like this weird brain fog. But we're here, we're doing it. And I'm so grateful that you are listening to me. And oh, before we start, if you could, I know I always ask you guys, but I just, I have to do it. It helps me so much if you can just go to the podcast, hit five stars, subscribe, rate, review, all of that. Thank you so much. So, oh, we have a lot to get through this episode. I hope you are all ready. I hope you all had a great week, first of all, and a good Halloween. And now it's Christmas. It's Christmas season. I'm not normally a like November 1st Christmas celebration gal, but this year, like it might be our last one. This might be the last Christmas we ever have. We are on the brink of total destruction. Like normally I would maybe wait till like the 14th or 15th of November, but this, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And you know what? I think we should all take a major chill pill if you don't want people to start celebrating Christmas right now. I don't get why of all the all of the real things to be cranky about, Christmas is probably not one of them. So just zip it, let people put their Christmas tree up, you know, November 1st. It's fine. Um I saw a lot of good Halloween costumes. A lot of you asked me what my favorite Halloween costume was that I saw. I mean, like 98% of people were Tiger King characters, which like, I get it. It's kind of all we had this year. So why why wouldn't you do that? But Matt and I did not dress up because we had an idea to dress up. And then I realized that we weren't going anywhere. And we were just going to be sitting at home. So I didn't want to put effort into a costume. But I really wanted to be Paul Hollywood and Mary Berry. That was like my, that was what I really wanted to be. And then Tofu was going to be a loaf of bread. But obviously, we did not get around to that. I have serious regrets about my Halloween costumes in life. Like it actually, I think about it quite often. I wish I had had better Halloween costumes. I was always so worried about looking stupid or whatever. And I really wish I had done more elaborate Halloween costumes. The one good Halloween costume I had was, I think it was my senior year, senior year, maybe my junior year. I can't remember. In high school, um, all of my girlfriends. So there was like a group of maybe like nine or 10 of us. We decided to be Disney princesses and everybody had one and I was going to be Snow White. I thought it was so clever because I have seven brothers, you know, like I, it was going to be a whole thing. Then me and my friend Jenny, we were like, you know, what would be funny is if everybody thought we were going to show up as Disney princesses and we showed up as Avatar, like the blue Avatar people. And so we went and we got these costumes. They were full like ankle to wrist bodysuits, bright blue, tiger stripes, tail attached, all of it. And we thought it was going to be hilarious. So we buy these costumes and all Halloween costumes are like $85 because they have to, they have to charge you that much because you can't return them. They make money like one day out of the year. So we spent like a hundred dollars on these stupid costumes. And then we, <laughs> so we, it's Halloween morning. I get my suit on, paint my face, show up to school. All my friends look so cute. They're in their Disney princess costumes. 
I show up in my, I look like a member of the blue man group. Like I walk in and Jenny is not there. She's not there. So I am all alone. All of my friends are in their cute costumes and I'm in this spandex electric blue suit. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so mad. So I'm texting Jenny. I'm calling her a million times. I'm so pissed. I'm getting mad at her over and over again. Finally, after school, I'm sitting on the bleachers alone, probably feeling bad for myself. Jenny finally calls me back. Jenny's been in the hospital all day with some like exploded cyst. And I had been texting her, getting mad at her the whole time. I texted her before I recorded and I asked her if I could like tell this story. And she was like, yeah, but just don't tell people that I was such a bad friend. I'm like, no, I was, I was the bad. You were in the emergency room and I was verbally like abusing you for not showing up in an avatar suit. So that was really my best, my best costume. But in years to come, I'm going to step up my game. <sighs> okay, so let, let me go through what we're going to talk about this week. So first off, I want to talk to you guys about last week's episode. The response was so great, and I just really, really appreciate all of you who emailed me and DM'd me and told me that you liked the episode because I was feeling super unsure about it. You guys know that it was kind of a last-minute episode. I was super jumbled, and I felt like the episode was disjointed and weird, and you guys just really got what I was trying to say, and I really appreciate that. You guys always get me. And I did have some people... I didn't have anybody, like... I didn't have any rude DMs or anybody, you know, saying anything bad, but I did have a couple people that were just, I think confused on the concept of toxic positivity because I get it. Like at first blush, it does seem kind of um, like an oxymoron. Like it seems like something positive shouldn't be toxic. And I get that. So I did want to touch on this before we get into, you know, the rest of the episode. So toxic positivity is not the same thing as having a good attitude. Okay. Having a good attitude is when your flight gets delayed, but you're cool with it because you're in the terminal with CPK. Like that's having a good attitude. It turns toxic when you tell other people that hard things in life can be solved by changing their attitude. That's what it means. Like it's the friend that you go to when you're having a breakdown or you're in the middle of a panic attack and they say, well, just don't worry. Like, just cheer up. That's all, you know, just cheer up. That's all it takes. That's when it turns into something toxic. When you don't let other people feel the way they feel about things because you think that they should just have a better attitude. I think at its core, it's really like lacking in empathy. I think it's, I think it's almost the opposite of empathy. When you are so not aware of what somebody is going through that you just throw out, you know, buzzwords. Like we talked about this week on my on my Instagram stories. We talked about these buzzwords that these Pinterest quotes have in them that, you know, motivational speakers say. They always have something with like dream or beauty or spark or things like that. Like those quotes don't heal life problems. You know what I'm saying? Like they actually just make everything worse. Um, so I did, we did get into that topic on my stories this week, just these quotes with these stupid buzzwords. And you guys gave me, <laughs> you guys gave me your examples of the stuff that you hate when people say. So I want to go into this. Let me, let me kind of tell you what I've planned for the episode. So we're going to talk about these buzzwords and then we do have a quick Dum Dum Club check-in and then our main event is we're going to talk about times that your phone has betrayed you. So accidental texts, accidental calls, screenshots, all of that. And they're pretty good. I'm really excited about them. But let's talk about these buzzwords first because I, I'm just warning you, these these words are going to make you, they they will spark an anger that is unmatched in you because I read these and I hate them. And then after this, I want to tell you guys why I hate them so much. So listen up. Here's the, here's the examples. Okay. A lot of you, by far the most mentioned word that you guys hate is the word journey. <laughs> like that was not, it was not even close. That one was submitted way more times than anything else. And I completely get it. I hate this too. And it's always thrown around. It's always thrown, like anytime anybody has an experience with anything, they call it a journey, their health journey, their love journey, their self-acceptance journey. Like anytime they do anything, it's a journey. Look up the quotes for journey and then read them again and tell me if any of them make sense. The one I loved that I found is life is a journey worth taking. 
I don't even know what that means. I, I literally, I, my brain, like we just finished Westworld and there's robots and humans, you know, and the robots, when they start to like read something, sometimes their brain like starts to malfunction and their motor skills stop. That's how I feel when I read these quotes. My brain's like, no, not a sentence. That's not a, that's not a sentence. The next most mentioned answer was adventure. <laughs> The word adventure. Like, who are you? Jack Sparrow. Like, driving up the canyon for 10 minutes wearing Tevas is not an adventure. You don't have an adventure, buddy. You have a friend. Like, you don't need to use the word adventure unless you've robbed something or you've encountered a mythical creature. Like, unless you are solving riddles to be able to cross a bridge, all you did was go outside. Like, you just went on a hike. You don't... You don't need to say adventure. Um, boss babes was another one. That's another another buzzword that we all, I think, collectively hate. Here's my beef with it. I don't think we should have to feminize the word boss. Like the word boss is is uh, like unisex. Is unisex the right word? It applies to everybody. But we have to feminize it to make sure that people, you know, it's just, it's stupid. You guys get what I mean and I'm mad about it. Uh, a couple more authenticity, vulnerability, your truth, synergy. A lot of you said synergy. I've never even thought about that word. Thrive in your element. <laughs> That's a, I feel like I just read, like I feel like I could piece together a quote with all of those words. Like your authenticity and vulnerability will lead your truth so your synergy can thrive in your element. Like I feel like that's that, like put that on a wood plank and sell me at Hobby Lobby. Like, that's that's exactly what that is. Uh, hustle. The hustle is sold separately. Not a thing. Don't know why we're all saying that. That's a, the MLM. The MLM boss babes love the hustle. They love the grind, too. Those are their two. Those are their go-tos. You know, like, if you're not ready for the hustle of Monat hair care, like, it, this isn't for you. Uh, anything about vibes? A lot of you guys are saying, you know, you hate vibes. Uh, clarity collab, manifest, visualize, disrupt, disrupt. Disrupt is always used by like some early 30s salesman who's like starting a pest control company. You know, like there's absolutely nothing unique about his idea. So he has to make sure his tagline is like disrupting normal. Like it's not, it's not actually doing anything. You're just, you're just doing door to door sales. Um, my why is another one that people hate. Uh, they love to do like pictures of their, I feel like I always see my why under like pictures of a family on a cruise that you won for like selling, you know, 85 accounts or whatever. And then it always says my why, uh, intentional, unapologetic, holding space, creating space, <sighs> all of these. Do you feel, do you feel that anger inside of you? Cause that's what I'm feeling. Pretty much. I did some soul searching on this about why I hate these words so much and why they drive me nuts and why these quotes just, they just make me mad. And here's kind of what I've, what I've concluded. Stick with me here. See if you guys can kind of pick up what I'm putting down. I think that these words are used, like these phrases are used when we don't want to or don't know how to be direct, like holding space, for example, like holding space for somebody. I feel like when somebody says, I'm holding space for you, I feel like that just is me saying, I love you, right? Like that's all, like we could just say that, like, I love you, you can be in my life. That's what that means is holding space. Like we use these words to make it seem like it's more monumental and emotional and all these things. And it's less about what it actually means. It's less about the action. Like intention, the word intentional, like that's not anything mystical or magical. Like it should just mean make sure what you're doing is the thing you want to be doing. But we just, we put all these weird, these weird words into it. And I, I've noticed it especially, not only is it, you know, used in the way we were talking about earlier when people are going through something and we send them like some quote about the magic of their dreams, but we also do it, well, I shouldn't say we, but I definitely have done this. This is my personal experience that I had like goals. I had things that I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to start a podcast and, you know, do all this stuff. And I, I always like put roadblocks up 
for myself of things that I had to do before I could do that. Like these weird self-improvement steps. Like, well, I have to, you know, make sure that I feel holy and authentically myself before I start. Like stuff like that that just, when you really break it down, means absolutely nothing. But it was me holding myself back because I was scared to do the thing. Like what I needed to do if I wanted to start a podcast was buy a microphone and record an episode and put it online. Like that was really all it took. But I I wanted to, you know, make it this more magical process because well, to be totally honest, I just didn't feel like I could do it. I didn't feel like I could do these things. So I read all these quotes and I had them up on my wall and I, you know, had this, I don't know. It's just, I think that I, I don't know if anybody else does that. Maybe it's just me, but I'm hoping you guys can kind of get what I'm saying with it because you really are just, you're capable of stuff. <laughs> like you are capable of doing everything you want to do without having, you know, a curly font magical quote as your home screen. You don't need those things. You don't need people to make you feel like you haven't qualified for something until you've accomplished all of this mysticism and self-improvement. Honestly, as I'm saying this, I've tried to phrase this like a million different different ways, and I don't know if it's even coming across how I want it to, but this is just, this is what I've done for so, so long. Like I've made vision boards and, you know, positive affirmations and all of this stuff, and I didn't realize that I was just actually holding myself back and not letting myself take actual steps forward. And that's kind of what I mean when the when these quotes are stopping us from being direct or taking action. So that's like the my like that's a real soul-searched <laughs> explanation of why I hate these. I get that it's not that deep and we're just kind of making fun of these stupid things that people say, but on a real level, I don't want you to get tripped up like I did and do and probably will in the future by these buzzwords. I look at like a bunch of podcasters that I look up to or comedians that I look up to or just women that I look up to and all of their like explanations of how they got there, I'm finally realizing that they don't make a lot of sense. Like they just say things like, I went with my authenticity. Like that's not helpful for me and the goals I'm trying to accomplish. Like don't, don't do that to me. Like pack it up, Rachel Hollis. So there's kind of my uh, non-inspirational speech, Unins- uninspiring speech for the day. <laughs> but let's get on. Let's get on with it. So let's do, we have a little bit of a Dum Dum Club check-in. First off, before we get into this, the Dum Dum Club merch, you guys, I know it was like a week and a half ago and I already talked about it last week, but it went so well. Thank you so much. We are going to do more and I will announce it first in the podcast. So I am hoping that they will be here before Thanksgiving. That's my plan. Like, so in the next, I mean, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm aiming for like the next two weeks, within the next two weeks. And yeah, so just always come to my podcast because that's where I will announce it first, and then I'll put it up on my Instagram. So let's go into the check-ins that we had for this week. We had some really good ones. I'm really excited about it. Dum Dum Club, if you don't know yet, I'm guessing most of you know what it is, but if you don't, these are things. You are a member of the Dum Dum Club if you have realized something that you did not learn in your childhood or early adult life that you probably should have. And now that you're a full-grown adult, you're now realizing how dumb those things are that you didn't know. Was that the wordiest explanation I possibly could have given? Yes, it was. So first submission, she thought that Waka Flocka Flame, the rapper, was a Muppet. She just learned that Waka Flocka Flame is in fact a rapper. So I sent this one to my family because I love it so much. I think it's amazing. And my brother offered a wonderful explanation. I think this is my favorite part about the Dum Dum Club is trying to connect the dots of like how you arrived here. And I think I figured it out. Waka Flocka Flame wears a chain with Fozzie Bear on it. And that's a Muppet. So maybe you heard something like Waka Flocka Flame, Muppet, Necklace, and maybe it all, you know, got jumbled in your brain. And that's what you thought it was. Okay, the next one. She thought that throw caution to the wind, that saying, is well, she thought it was throw kosh, K-O-S-H, into the wind. Like she thought it meant the same thing, but she just was not sure what kosh meant. 
I, I wonder why you weren't hearing that word anywhere else and if you were wondering why it was in this quote. Um, next, I was way too old probably when I found out that orangutan is not spelled nor pronounced orangutan. I still don't say it right, but I have learned how to spell it. I blame this on the Tang juice ads that always included orangutans. Yes, we are, we as millennials are victims of 90s marketing. I too always thought they were orangutans. I don't, I mean, I feel like if I would have been quizzed on that, I maybe could have dug deep and realized that they were not orangutans, but I definitely have said that my whole life. Next. She says, I have something for the Dum Dum Club. I didn't know until I was married that your feet stop growing. I have been buying shoes a half size or a size too big so my feet could grow into them. I just am wondering if you were noticing that your big shoes that you were buying were never fitting. And if we can connect the dots on this one, I'm assuming that this goes back to being told, you know, when I, I don't know if this is even true, but we were taught that our ears and nose never stop growing. Maybe you got feet from that somehow. Makes sense. I get it. Uh, okay, this week, two of you actually submitted this to me. You learned what it meant to get your tires rotated. I learned this with these submissions. In my defense, I didn't. I do not know anything about cars. Like I literally, I drive a cruise. I drive a Chevy cruise. And I recently learned that it's spelled C-R-U-Z-E. Like that's like, I didn't even know the car I drove and I've been driving for the last five years. So I don't know anything. But yes, getting your tires rotated is not them spinning your tires. And it's like them moving, like they move the front wheels to the back, I guess, which I would assume is for like, so that they wear evenly. That's my total guess. I don't know if that's right. But... I'll tell you what I thought it was. I thought getting your tires rotated was the thing that Matilda's dad, Mr. Wormwood, does in the movie. I thought it was like the thing that counts your miles. I thought that they spin it backward. I didn't know that was like an illegal thing. I thought they were spinning it backwards so that your car could get more miles. That is literally what I thought getting your rotated t- getting your tires rotated meant until about two hours ago. So... Yes, I do understand this one because it applies to me. Okay, next. She says, where do you submit the dum-dum stories that you share at the start of your podcast? Because my husband just told me his mom taught him that using your middle finger means I want to stick my finger up your butt. And he thought that for far too long. This needs to be broadcasted as a cautionary tale to any mother debating with this lie because this is, in fact, much worse than the actual meaning. Can you believe if that's what it meant? If you got flipped off on the freeway, which happens to me pretty frequently because I'm a bad driver, and every time somebody did that, they were communicating the message to you of, I would like to stick my finger in your butthole. Can you imagine if that's what it meant? That is so much more offensive. That is so much more offensive than what it actually means. Uh, <laughs> next, she thought that uh, come on, like C apostrophe M-O-N, when people spell it like that, she thought it was a name. Simone. Makes sense. I'm sure there is somebody out there named Simone, and it's spelled like that. Uh, this one was my favorite of the week. She says, when I was learning multiplication by zero in elementary school, my dad told me, that just like 100 times zero equals zero, or anything times zero is zero, that when you drink Diet Coke it has zero, and it has zero calories, it makes the calories of anything else you're eating go down to zero. <laughs> it seems so logical. I'm going to adopt this, actually. It does make sense. Because on top of that, math is not real. Okay? Like, it's just math... Math is not real. It's no who made it up. It's supposed to be the same everywhere, but I learn new math things all the time. I don't get it. It's not real. No. Okay, the last one she learned this week that you spray poopery. If any of you are using poopery, it goes in the toilet. You spray it on top of the water before you poop. And then it traps the smell. But she was spraying it in the air, which honestly, both work. I feel like both work. So it's not really that weird. Okay, so there is our Dum Dum Club check-in. Always, you can always email me those or DM them. I try and just pick a few 
for every week so that we are staying current and that everybody gets a chance to join. Room for all. And now we are getting into our main topic. And then after this, you guys did have a couple questions of the week for me and we'll get into that. So our main topic is times that your phone has betrayed you. And this is the phone's fault. It's not you messing up. I said the phone betrayal thing because that's who I like to blame when I do stupid things. These are like accidental texts or when you text the wrong person, screenshot, voice recording, all of that. And I'm just going to kick it off and I'll tell my story. Okay. So I was probably like, oh man, I was probably like 18 or 19 and I was on a trip with my mom and I was texting this kid that I liked, but I didn't tell anybody that I liked him. I was kind of trying to play the cool, cool girl card. Cool. Why was that a tongue twister? Cool girl card. And act like I didn't like him. Like I was telling all of my friends that he was obsessed with me and I like wasn't into him. I don't know why because I was probably because I was the worst. That's the only explanation. So he was texting me. Uh, he was being all flirty, nothing like weird or dirty, just flirting. And then I was being flirty back and I was like, I'm going to send my friends this screenshot to show them how much he likes me. And I can be like, look how much he likes me. And I don't even like him back. So I went through the texts and I deleted my half. So the conversation looked like he had just been texting me like lovey-dovey things over and over and over again with no response. Like he looked like a psychopath. Like he looked like a, like so clingy. And when in reality, I was actually texting back like the exact same things. So I deleted those, screenshotted it, sent it to my friends and said, like, can you believe how clingy this guy is? Like, I don't even like him. Look how many times he's texted me. You guys know what I did, right? I mean, you must know. I sent it to him. I literally sent my doctored screenshot straight to him. It did not work out, obviously. Uh, things did fizzle quite quickly after that. Um, and I deserved it. I fully deserved that. Why did I do that? I don't know. I should have just, I don't know. I have no explanation except that I was just terrible then, Okay. So let's go into the things you guys did this week. Oh, man, this just brings me so much joy. Okay. She says, my sister and I know this guy who is the epitome of a wannabe motivational speaker, but he can't even spell the word motivated. No, that's real. He spells it motivated. <laughs> anyway, he posts videos of himself on his Snapchat story almost every single day, running shirtless on a treadmill or standing in front of a mirror at the gym. He doesn't say anything the whole video. It's literally just him looking off into the distance while he's jogging. Well, one day he posted one of these classic videos with the caption, best way to start your morning. My sister meant to send this story to me, but instead she accidentally swiped up and sent it to him. She said, the best way to start my day is definitely not with your pepperoni nips. She actually sent that directly to him. She was blocked promptly afterward. Lesson learned. Okay, this is the worst. That's the worst. That's got to be the worst feeling. I have been on the receiving end of that. Here's the thing. There's this statistic on Instagram that tell. I mean, we all know about it. It tells you how many people have shared your story or your post. It is the most haunting statistic. I hate it. I wish I wish it didn't exist or I wish I could see who sent it because the, like you just you always wonder especially when there's like one share on like a random story. Like you're like why did what did you say? What are, what are you saying about it? What did you tell your friend? What group message did you, did you send that to? It keeps me up at night. But I have been on the receiving end of an accidental response. And I've talked about this. I talked about this on my Instagram before. So sorry if this is a repeat story for you. But so this was probably like, oh man, like three or four months ago. But in 2020 time, that's like eight or nine years ago. So I had posted a picture of me and Matt. And at the time... I don't think there was any pictures of me and Matt on my profile. And on top of that, I didn't change my last name. So looking at my Instagram, it's reasonable to expect either I'm not married or I'm divorced. <laughs> like, I get it. I get that there was a reasonable suspicion. I just didn't put Matt on my Instagram because I was focusing on doing comedy stuff and it wasn't like about us. So I get why people have wondered that. People have asked me before and I don't care when people ask because I get that it's, it's reasonable. 
Sorry, I just said reasonable so many times. But a kid that I knew probably, seriously, probably like, I mean, like seven years ago, he was he was best friends with my ex-boyfriend. That's the only way I knew him. I wasn't friends with him outside of that. He accidentally responded to my story, which was a picture of me and Matt, and said, haha, I tell everybody she's divorced. And I don't know what, like, like, like flipped in my mind, but I was so pissed. I was so mad that this kid that I've never talked to, that I don't know anymore, has been telling people that me and Matt were divorced. Like, I get it. If you're wondering, like, I get that. But if you're telling people that me and Matt are divorced, like, I just, no, sir. Like, no, 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 sir. So I lost it. I was so mad. I got mad at him, blocked him. Then I texted him to get mad at him again and then blocked his number. And then I'm pretty sure I texted one of his friends to make sure that he confirmed how pissed I was. I don't know why. I was so, it just like set me off. I was so mad that this kid who I didn't know, still don't know, had been going around and telling people that I was divorced. Like, it's weird. So yeah, I had some choice, choice words for him. So please, please be careful when sharing people's stories and saying things about them because it could really, could really end in not a great way. Okay, let's go on to the next one. She says, hi, Maddie. I've been waiting for the day I could send something into your show and I'm so excited to finally have a story. This takes place, whoa, this takes place back in 2015. My boyfriend and I were dating and we had talked about getting married and had gone to design the ring together and everything was moving forward. One day in February, we had made plans to go out to dinner because we both had a super busy week with school and hadn't been able to see each other that much. I was obviously really looking forward to our night together until I got a text from my boyfriend saying that he was going to cancel our date so that he could watch the jazz game with his buddies. I was bummed but didn't want to be the girlfriend that didn't let him have his guys nights, so I told him that was fine and to have fun. He played the, man, I'm a jerk, I feel bad, card, all of that. She sent me the conversation. Then not even 20 seconds after that, a text comes through from him to her that says, I'm proposing tonight. Want to come? My heart dropped. I thought it was some kind of joke. I knew it wasn't. My boyfriend had a crappy phone that would always send the wrong text to the wrong people. This was an ex- this was a daily thing for us. I knew exactly what had happened, and I knew this was, in fact, no joke, but just an extremely unfortunate glitch from his phone. I replied with, what? Because I was so shocked and mad and disappointed that this was now my proposal story. Even though we had designed a ring together, I was still wanting the proposal to be a surprise. Just then, my roommates got home, asked me what was wrong. I showed them the text, and they tried to play it off like it was some joke. Come to find out that they were just with my boyfriend setting up the spot where he was going to propose. My roommates took me to McDonald's, and they had convinced me to go to the dollar store to buy a bunch of cheap glass things that we could drive somewhere and throw them against rocks to let out our rage. We used to do this in high school. Very therapeutic, but I do not recommend it because it's not nice to the earth. So we did that. We went to the dollar store, got a bunch of cheap glass stuff to throw, and made our way down this weird rocky area near a river with a bridge. At the very end of the bridge was my boyfriend waiting for me, surrounded by candles. I thought for sure he wasn't going to propose tonight anymore, so I was still surprised to see him at the end of the candle walkway. He apologized, we laughed, and he finally he got down on one knee. And they have now been married five and a half years. That is the the bummer. I always think like the bummer with like monumental things that go a little bit wrong is that like that like it's it is seared into your memory. I almost ruined my proposal. I think I've told this story before, but I was like literally getting mad at Matt while walking into my proposal. And now I'll never forget it. But you know what? It's an earned memory and it turned out fine. Okay. She starts with I was fresh out of a long relationship. I was lost and not in the best place. I had been sending sexy DMs on Insta with a guy that I met on Instagram. This alone is embarrassing. But one time I took a very sexy, explicit photo within the Instagram app camera feature. I went to send it and I posted it to my stories. I deleted it, but I, after a bunch of tests, I figured out that there was a lag. I can't even begin to wonder if anyone saw it or who saw it because I will throw up. I can't believe my carelessness and 
I can't believe my carelessness and I will never be doing such things on Instagram again. This was like, obviously, this is a commonly submitted one. Like, <laughs> I'm actually worried about how many of you have accidentally posted nudes to your story. You ha- you cannot do that when you're distracted. You got to really dial in. You got to look at the picture, who it's going to. Down at the picture, who it's going to. Down. You got to confirm at least like 25 times to make sure that you don't accidentally send it to somebody or post it to your story. Oh, there's a worse one uh, coming up. But we are going to take a break right here because I have an exciting offer from our sponsor. So something that most of you probably know about me by now is that I am an esthetician. So I went to aesthetic school a few years ago and I got my license as a master esthetician. So that was always my plan was to work in the aesthetics industry. Even though I'm not... I'm always trying to stay on top of my skincare. I'm trying to use good products that actually work. And I'm also trying to make sure that I'm getting the treatments that I need. You guys know that I deal with hormonal acne. I've got scarring. Now we're wearing masks. We've got maskne. It's a whole thing. So I've got some great news. I am partnering with Spa Truve. Spa Truve is a full service Utah spa with four different locations and a new location opening in St. George this month. They offer skincare, Botox, injections, cool sculpting, laser hair removal, CO2 resurfacing, even vaginal rejuvenation. They literally have you covered from the inside out. So my listeners can use my code, which is MADDIE10, for 10% off of your next purchase at Spa Truve. And if you're out of state, you can even shop their online store for medical-grade skincare. Their website is shopspatruve.com. That's shop, S-P-A-T-R-O-U-V-E.com and use the code MADDIE10, M-A-D-I-1-0, for 10% off of your purchase. Isn't that exciting, guys? We have a sponsor for the episode. So thank you for being... You guys are all so supportive. Every time I tell you guys that I'm going to start doing ads, you guys just... You guys make me feel a lot better because I really do obviously want them to be things that you guys like and that will you guys will use. So use the discount code, let them know that the ads are working, that it's a good partnership, all of that. I'm not going to sit here and act like you guys don't understand how ads and discount codes work. Obviously, if you guys use them, it's great. Just save a little bit of money and then that's great for the podcast too. So thank you so much and thanks to Spa Truve for being our very first official sponsor. So let's go on. Let's get back into these stories. So she says, There was this guy that I dated and it did not end well. Things were extremely awkward and we had a ton of mutual friends, so it made it so much worse. Fast forward several years, my one-year-old was crying in the car and could not get it together. Feeling totally desperate, I turned on her favorite song on YouTube and handed her the phone so she could watch. No judgment. Oh, you guys, you know I am not a mommy judger. You know that I love moms that take advantage of iPads and iPhones and screen time. I love it. My kids will probably like not know who I am. They're probably just going to be raised by iPads. Uh, Okay, my husband and I were chatting and I didn't realize how quiet it had gotten, 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 until I heard the dreaded FaceTime ring. I snatched the phone up from her sticky hands as fast as I could and I was horrified to see that she called my ex. I hung up immediately, but he definitely had a missed FaceTime from me. I do not understand how it happened. This accidentally FaceTiming somebody is the worst because they automatically get a notification. Like even even if you just touch their name and hang up, it will show up on their phone, which is not cool. Also, let me gripe about another thing with FaceTime. Why can't we leave FaceTime voicemails? Like I want to leave a video voicemail for somebody if they don't answer my FaceTime. I don't know. You know, I just, I want to submit that to Tim Cook or whoever runs Apple. I don't know. Okay, next up. So my first semester of college, I went to college later, like at 21. I was on some acne medication, basically cancer in pill form. Oh, whoops. I lost my place. Oh, cancer in pill form. There were some crazy side effects. Needless to say, I probably didn't pay attention when the doctor was telling me all the side effects. One day I was sitting down to enjoy a nice bathroom break. When I wiped my butt, there was blood. Looked in the toilet, blood in my poop. The first thing I thought was, okay, I'm dying. Luckily for me, not so lucky for my brother, but he's a doctor. So naturally I texted him because I hate phone calls and I really did not want to have to tell my brother I was pooping blood. Also, his name is Steven. I say, hey, no big deal. Noticed I was pooping blood and I don't know if I should be worried. What do you think? 
Turns out instead of hitting Steven, I hit Stephanie, which was a girl I went to high school with and had not talked to since then. Sadly, I didn't recognize I hit Stephanie Stephanie until I got a text back that said, oh my gosh, go to the doctor. And then it hit me what had happened. Sure enough, I looked in horror and I had texted her and not my brother. I was so embarrassed. You know, nothing like, hey girl, haven't seen you in three years, but I'm pooping blood. Hope you're great though. Anyways, I was fine. Turns out the side effect of the medication was hemorrhoids. Perfect. I've been wanting another hemorrhoid story to clear something up. Okay, in the roommate story, we had a hemorrhoid, a hemorrhoid submission, okay? And I, being the obviously qualified medical professional that I am, defined what a hemorrhoid is. I thought that hemorrhoids were when your butthole falls out. That's what I was like 90% sure that's what it was. After I released that episode, I had about 500 actual medical professionals in my DMs clarifying, okay, I get it now. I have had way too many conversations about hemorrhoids for my comfort. I now know what they are. I get it. You don't need to tell me. What I was defining was a prolapsed anus. I'm so sorry that I said prolapsed anus. I regret everything. But I now know what a hemorrhoid is. Oh, okay. A lot of hemorrhoid talk on this podcast. I was not I was not planning on that being a main theme, but here we are. Okay, next. All right, I read the post and I knew we had to submit something. I was a sophomore in high school. My brother was a senior and had a bunch of cute senior friends. We all got along, which was super fun for me. One day I was home from school sick and my mom was asking me what my symptoms were. My mom is a nurse and I'm used to explaining what's going on to her, but this day was really bad. Not holding back, I was describing how bad my diarrhea was, including telling her that my whole body was tense and that it was burning. I believe I used the word fireia. TMI, sorry, but this was years ago and I have no shame. Anyways, I looked down in my hand and looked at my phone and I had been calling my brother's best friend and was leaving a voicemail of my diarrhea description. Still not sure if he could even hear what I was saying. I was in tears and my mom was laughing so hard. I ended up going to prom with that kid, so I guess it turned out okay. Yeah, he definitely, I mean, I feel like poop is weird, okay? Not to be, not to like bring up this up so blatantly, but we are all so ashamed of it, especially as girls. And like, why? Why is it funny when guys talk about it and like they're allowed to like make jokes about it, but when girls do it, it's like super unbecoming. I don't like that. Normalize girls talking about poop 2020. Um, <laughs> it's like the least, it's like the least of our problems, like in the current climate, but here I am. Okay, next up, continuing forward. She says, This one is a little bit sex- sexual. <laughs> So if you want to skip it, go ahead. I always like to give a warning for like, you know, either my parents or like my siblings that don't want to hear me tell this story. So about four years ago, this is her story. So about four years ago, my husband covered my boobies in hickeys. She said boobies, not me. It was pretty bad. The next night while I was in the bath, I sent him a Snapchat of them while he was working a graveyard shift. As I was about to send it, my baby started crying. So I quickly pressed send and jumped out of the bath to go over it and get her, and then shortly after went to bed. I was woken up early in the morning by my husband calling me over and over and over again. He was, tell- he was calling to tell me that I had posted that, sto- that picture to my stories. His brother saw my boobs. My brother saw my boobs. Many people saw my boobs. My hickey covered boobs. I have never felt so traumatized in my life. That is... That is hard. That is hard to come back from. It is. I believe in you. I'm not saying it can't be done, but I do. That is, yes. I feel, I actually feel my fat rolls sweating just thinking about that. Okay. Moving forward, she says, I had been dating this guy and things were going well. Then out of the blue, and I mean really out of the blue, he ended it. It was the first time I had been dumped, so let's just say I did not take it very well, especially because there was no real reason he gave me for ending it. 
Anywho, a while after I was driving home from work and decided to call my sister, I was pulling up her contact while stopped at a stoplight. When I And when I clicked on her, I realized I had accidentally clicked on him and it was calling him. I tried to end it quickly in hopes that I caught it before it went through. I successfully called my sister and was talking to her on speaker while continuing to drive. I had been stopped at a different stoplight and then the light had just turned green so traffic was starting to move forward. I was slowly moving and then my watch started vibrating because someone was calling. I looked down and saw my ex's name. I was so flustered that when I looked back up, my car was in the back of the truck in front of me. Yep, in that second of panic, I had rear-ended the car in front of me. Later, it was fun to find out that I didn't have the insurance coverage that I thought. I call that relationship the $3,000 breakup, all because of a stupid accidental dial. I am those, I am one of the stupid people who text and drive. I'm really, it is actually a major goal of mine to stop. I don't know why I do it. It is so dumb. Like, it is so dumb. Like, I feel like in 300 years, they're going to look back and be like, can you believe that humans were that unevolved that they were texting and driving. It's so dumb. Don't do it. Okay. Next. My husband and I had to live at my parents' house for a couple months. My parents have a big bathtub. I'm not usually a bath person, but I did like to take one every now and then. One day I was taking a bath while Snapchatting my husband's best friend's wife. Now, thankfully, it was only to a girl, but I did take a picture, replied, and sent it. A couple minutes later, I received a screenshot notification from her. She personally texts me the photo of the snap I had just sent her, and I am mortified. I had taken a picture of the bathtub, not realizing that the silver draining thing was a reflection. I definitely had just sent a nude to a friend who I barely knew. Imagine sending someone a picture of you sitting in a bathtub, crisscross applesauce, boob sagging. So yeah, this was my very first experience ever sending a nude. What is a worse reflection than that silver disc at the front of your bathtub? Seriously, that that is the second worst uh, reflection. The first worst reflection is sitting in a salon chair with your hair wet in a cape. Like, why am I so ugly when I do? Like, I I can't even believe that I'm looking at my face. There is something about that wet hair combed down cloak on, it's bad. However, the bathtub reflection is also bad. Like even when Matt walks in and I'm in the bath, I'm like, please don't look at me. Like, I know you've seen this, but like, I just, I need you to not look at this angle. Okay. Okay. Here we go. She says, I have a few teenage slash preteen followers on Instagram because they've taken music lessons from me and or babysat my children. About a year ago, I got a follow request from a random dude. So I headed to his profile to see if I knew him. I didn't, but I quickly deduced that he was a cousin of one of the kids that follows me. I was, uh, let's see, he was about 20 years old. As one does, I mindlessly scrolled my way through his photos, knowing I would be denying his follow request. About a year and a half deep into his posts, I somehow double tap a photo. My fight or flight instincts kick in immediately. I unlike the post, delete my Instagram, fake my own death, and now live off the grid as a doomsday prepper. But honestly, I feel like this is worse than accidentally liking a crush's photo because we've never met, we never will meet, I was always going to deny his request, and now I'm just some creepy, grown-ass woman who liked a 20-year-old stranger's photos. Maybe it's really not that bad, but my stomach still drops out of my butt when I think about it. Okay, I... I did some uh, research on this because somebody asked, somebody randomly asked me the other day if when you like and unlike a photo, if they still get a notification. So let me tell you, I figured out, well, you guys probably already know this, but if you like and unlike it, so if they have their notifications turned on, like the ones that come to their home screen and say like so-and-so just liked your photo, they still get the notification. But if you're normal and you don't have those notifications on, you and you like and like you somebody likes and unlikes your photos it won't be in like your your news feed so i mean that's not really an answer if people get their your likes but it's some comfort i don't really know a lot of people have their notifications onto their home screen i feel like that would be annoying but i don't know maybe that 20 year old is still sitting thinking about you hoping that you will like another 2 year old photo so we can slide into your dms maybe okay so, once upon a time, I was in the eighth grade, and one of my best friends had her phone absolutely deceive her, and it affected me, so here it is. I received a text one day from this girl. We'll call her Katie. It was paragraphs about how terrible I was. It said stuff like, oh my gosh, she is just the worst. She's so self-centered. She only cares about herself. She thinks she's so much better than us. Can you even believe how annoying she is? She always tries to tag along, and I'm like, please just stop. 
So I get that text one day and there was so much more. I read it and I'm shook. Like who says that and then sends it to the person they were talking about? So five minutes later, when she realizes what she'd done, I got another text saying, oh, I'm writing a story. Do you like it? Trying to cover up all of the nasty stuff she said about me. What a, what a weird, what a weird cover up. Like, can you, I, I know that there's, I mean, it's hard to dig yourself out of that hole, but I definitely would not go the route of, yeah, I'm working on something for creative writing and I decided to just bash every single one of your qualities. Uh, do you like it? <laughs> oh, it's so bad. There really is nothing worse. There's nothing more um, undoable than a phone betrayal. Like you can't, because you can't control the other person's phone. You can't delete it. I have done that one time. Like I've accidentally, it wasn't anything bad. I'm pretty sure it was with Matt and I was texting about something I was surprising him with and I did take his phone and delete it before he saw it. But still, and when it's out of your control, when you send that Snapchat and you know that they're going to screen, it's bad. Oh my gosh. I get the nervous diarrhea just thinking about it. Okay. So I did want to end with a couple of questions that you guys had for me. And I do this because, well, I try and do this every now and again, because I can't always answer every single DM or question that you guys send me. So I want to make sure you guys have an opportunity to ask me them and I can answer them. So somebody asked me what I hope my male listeners get out of my podcast. And I don't know. I don't know if anybody gets anything out of any of my podcasts. So I haven't really thought about what I hope my male listeners get out of it. But I will say that I hope that I stop getting the messages from my male listeners that say things like, my wife finally convinced me to listen to you. Or like, you know, you're actually pretty funny for a girl. Like, it's it's like they feel like they are making my day by complimenting me. Like, it's the highest form of flattery. And it's actually just extremely condescending and offensive. Like, when people say, like, okay, after so many months, my wife finally got me to listen to you. Like, oh, was it, did like, was it such a struggle? I'm so sorry that, like, you had to be dragged here. Like, I would like those sentiments to not exist and to stop saying things like that to... <laughs> to girls. And I hope, I do, uh, I mean, that one is, that one's a little harsh, but I do hope that it offers some sort of perspective uh, for male listeners. And honestly, I, I hope, I hope you don't feel, I hope you don't feel attacked. I really don't. That's never my intention. I just try and share what I feel like people should know. And I, oh man, I feel like I should apologize to my male listeners, but I'm not going to because I think that it does serve a purpose. And I hope that you guys do get something out of this. Uh, somebody asked me how to get over it. Well, somebody did ask how to get over a friend breakup. And then somebody asked how to get over a romantic breakup. We will definitely do a breakup, like a more, a more serious breakup episode. If you guys actually, I mean, you guys can choose these topics. You guys let me know what sounds good or what you guys want to talk about, but my worst breakup was both, was the, both those at the same time. I was a friend breakup and a romantic breakup with, like, with my girl best friend and with the guy that I liked. And you guys can probably obviously figure out what happened and why I was mad at both of them. But what I did, man, I wish I had better advice, but looking back on what I did, I gave myself, like, three weeks to be ultra sad, like to be as sad as possible. I didn't go to work. I didn't go to school. I just cried all the time. And I really, really, really felt it. I wrote like angry letters that I would shred and burn and, you know, all that stuff. And then I remember it was like the, it was like the beginning of March that it happened. And then I told myself on April 1st, I was just going to start going through the motions of moving on, even though I didn't feel good, even though I didn't feel like moving on and I was still extremely sad. I just, I woke up, I got on a good schedule. I did the things that I knew, even if I didn't feel like them, I knew they would make me feel better. Like, you know, spending time with family or going to the gym or going on a trip, like those things that I knew would make me happy. Even though I wasn't feeling it, I didn't want to waste time. I had already wasted, I gave myself three weeks of extreme sadness. And then I just had to, like, it really 
you metaphorically and physically just have to put one foot in front of the other. Like you just have to let, you have to put more time between the breakup and now. And then you will eventually feel better. I never believed, like I, I was in such a bad place. Like I seriously, I unironically would tell people like, no, my life is ruined. Like my entire, like I will not survive this. There's no life after this. I will be sad for the next 85 years until I die sad. And I just had to keep keep going. You just keep moving forward, make a list of things that make you happy and do those things as often as possible and you will feel better. I promise. That is not very I mean it's not very helpful advice, but I do I do really think that the time, the more time that you can get between you is the best is the best option. Um okay, somebody somebody asked me, what do you think of Utah culture? <sighs> just the most the most complicated question you could possibly ask somebody from Utah. Uh, man, are we gonna get are we gonna get into this today? Let me let me ponder this before I before I speak. Okay, let me give you my my uh, quick thoughts on this. We can do a longer episode about it if you guys want. I know a lot of you are not in Utah. A lot of you don't have any ties to Utah, but since I'm from Utah. I think most of the listeners are too, and it's a it's a relevant question. I get why people ask me. People ask me this a lot. I get a lot of questions about where I stand on a lot of things, but specifically, you know, religion, spirituality, politics is a popular one. People are asking me that. So here's kind of my take on all of that. We, and I say we because I obviously, you know, am from Utah, have lived here my whole life. I get what you guys mean by the culture. And if you've lived here, you get it too. So I think what we do to people is that we like to categorize each other. We like to know where everybody stands on certain things, you know, what, what they believe in, what they do on Sundays, what they, you know, who they voted for. We like to know those things about somebody because I think it makes us more comfortable when we can put other people in a box. And that is why I avoid those questions and why I don't talk about them because I don't want to be put in a box because I don't want to be categorized as anything except your friend or as somebody who you like or somebody, you know, that's that's the only categorization I want to be put in. And that is why I don't care what box you guys are in. I want everybody, no matter where you stand on any of those things, I want you to feel like you belong here. And I think Utah culture can be and is extremely isolating. I think that when we categorize each other, we put people in boxes that make them feel alone. And I decided a while ago, like probably, honestly, probably like a year ago, I decided that instead of complaining about it and instead of, um, you know, just being, you know, just talking about it, I was going to make personal changes so that I didn't contribute to anything toxic. So I was going to stop asking that those questions. I was going to stop caring about those things unless somebody came to me with something that they wanted to talk about. I was going to stop making people define themselves because I didn't want anything to be said that could possibly make somebody feel like they didn't belong somewhere. Like, oh, you don't fall under this category, so this this place isn't for you. And I think that that is the overarching kind of problem in Utah culture is that people feel like they're on the outside or they don't fit in or they're doing something differently and people don't like them for it and all of that. And I think that if if we could all do a little bit of personal work, I mean, this is just the common theme of life, right? Like nothing changes, you know, unless we do the work ourselves. And I think that if we can stop doing that to each other, and we can look at the things that we do and things that we say to people that could possibly make them feel judged or put on the outside or anything like that. If we can stop saying those things, I think that that's when the Utah culture will start to change. It's not that we, I mean, we can all talk about it and laugh about it all the time. And, you know, I make jokes about it often and that's fine. But to, to actually change something, we're all going to have to do it on an individual level. So there's my... My, I mean, I think about this. I mean, this is a topic I think about all the time. I mean, it's constantly on my mind and I don't really know how to, 
I don't know. I, I get really insecure about how I talk about things or what I'm saying or what people think of me or, you know, if people are wondering this or that about me. And honestly, I just, I try every day. So here is my, here's my official statement. I'm talking to you. If you're listening to this, I'm talking to you. Wherever you are on any of those spectrums, you know, whatever you believe in, whatever you don't believe, you know, all of that, you belong here. And this is a good place for you. And I love you. And you don't have to explain or define anything. So no matter what, the bad broadcast is for you. And I hope that you guys will do that for me. And I hope that you guys don't feel like you have to define anything about me in order to understand me because I love you exactly how you are. And I hope that you like me too. So there's that. I hope that wasn't the most confusing thing I've ever said. It probably was, but you guys will get what I mean. Okay. So thank you for listening, guys. Thanks. I love you so much. This was a really fun episode and I feel like I feel like we got a little deep there for a minute. You guys got a little a little insight that I don't, don't normally give, but thank you for listening. I love you. Have a great week. Bye.